Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We're excited to have Jeremy Nagel joining us here. He's the owner of an ADHD-friendly app called Focus Bear. That's focusbear.io. Jeremy, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Great to be on the show, Jill. Pleasure to have you. And you hail from Melbourne, Australia. Is that correct? Correct. Down under. Beautiful. Let's talk a little bit about what you do. What is Focus Bear? It's an app that helps people to block distractions and also avoid burnout. So the idea is that if you're at work and maybe you've been working on a report and then suddenly an idea comes into your head, which often happens to me, that maybe I should check what's on the news right now and just go and check the headlines for a minute. And typically in the past, that has resulted in my day being completely derailed because I would then spend 20 minutes looking at the headlines. I'd lose track of what I was working on before. And then maybe I'd have a meeting afterwards and I actually don't get the important things done. But with Focus Spare, it will actually prompt me and say, do you really need to use this news website right now? And in some cases, it will immediately block it. We use AI to determine whether a website is relevant to what you're working on or not. And if the AI doesn't think it's relevant, it'll say, really don't think you should use this. And it will suggest you block it, not just on your computer, but also on your phone as well, because that was really important to have a holistic blocking solution. So I found that there are other apps out there that block on your computer or block on your phone, but one isn't enough. I need a distraction shield across all my devices. That was the inspiration there for Focus Bear. Wow. Okay. Well, now I got to get to know you. Tell me a little bit about yourself uh, as a person, as an individual. Where did you grow up and how did you get into this field of work? Yeah, sure. So I, I grew up in Melbourne, Australia and Pretty early on, it was evident to me that I was autistic. I got diagnosed with autism when I was 25 years old. And then more recently, I got diagnosed with ADHD as well. And that has really colored my career in both a positive and a negative aspect. In terms of the, the positive aspect, I'm quite a creative person. I'm, I'm constantly coming up with new ideas. I, I tend to be in a company where they have those idea suggestion boxes. I tend to be one of the most prolific contributors. And I've been a entrepreneur for part of my career as well. And the, the other aspect to it as well, the other positive aspect of my neurodivergence is hyperfocus has been quite helpful for me. The idea there is that when I've got something that I'm interested in, it's quite easy for me to concentrate on it for hours on end. But that can also be harmful. The downside of it is that sometimes when I'm really caught up with a project that I'm working on, I forget to eat, I forget to sleep, I forget to drink water. And that can not be so great for self-care. Got it. And the other side of it too is the distractions, which are pretty stereotypical for ADHD I get that too, that I'll have a, a shiny object that I'll chase after or I'll read the headlines and it, it can be not great. But overall, it's been a, a positive force in my career. I had some rocky early days in my when I first started looking for jobs. I got fired from my first few jobs, but I found my way and I've ended up in my last couple of roles. I've done very well. And I actually, I had a business that I was working on on the side, which ended up turning into a relatively large business. And I was able to sell that last year. So I'm feeling like I've mostly got my my career sorted out. 
And now it's about the self-care that I'm concentrating on. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing your story and your journey. And it's funny, I've never been diagnosed, uh, but ADHD runs in my family. My nephew is having a very difficult time. He's in a a very special class at school, which is perfect for him and suits him well. Uh, And he's, you know, he's very easily distracted. And he also has anxiety. And my sister and him, since he was a child, you know, has started the therapy. Then it became medication and medication and medication. This one, there's been so many medications and now she's going to try another medication which doesn't help his attention span he can't focus on something for really long at all and then when he does focus on something that's all he'll talk about think about want to talk about so it, very distracting and he's someone who's always on his phone and as a kid right on YouTube and he's just glued to it at times so this is interesting because I, I, I may have to download this app I want to know more about it and and when did you and how did you even create it mm, yeah I, th- I think that experience is quite common at screens there's some evidence suggesting that it really exacerbates the symptoms of ADHD. And it might be part of why we're seeing an uptick in diagnoses that modern technology is pretty stimulating. And it it can be hard if you're in a school environment and you've got something which isn't quite as attractive as watching YouTube videos. It can be hard for kids to draw themselves back to that kind of work. Got it. In In terms of the inspiration of the app, It was around the time that I was selling my last business, I was going through quite a stressful experience there where I had another job, I was running the business, I was talking to lawyers and accountants, going through the process of selling it. And I was finding that my spare time was squeezed to nothing. I wasn't really sleeping enough. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't exercising. All of the self-care activities that are actually very important for me to be able to cope with stress. And I, my morning basically looked like waking up at 5.30 a.m. and going straight to my work emails, which was not a very good way to start the day. It meant that I started the day with anxiety and I would not really get myself out of that headspace for the whole day. What I wanted at that point was an app that would prevent me from checking my email until I had meditated and done a little bit of exercise. I didn't have very much time at that stage because I I had so much going on, but I figured that I could do a five minute run and five minutes of meditation. That's what I started with as my morning routine. And once I did that, I could unlock my emails. That was the original form of the app. And over time, the app has grown and my morning routine has also grown. I basically, I adopted the tiny habits approach from BJ Fogg. Tell us, tell us, I'm not familiar with them and maybe some of our listeners aren't as well. Please share. Yeah, BJ Fogg, he's a a well-known Stanford researcher, and he's looked at what does it take to actually form long-term habits. And we've got this mindset often that you have to go hard or go home, that if you want to form a solid meditation practice, then you should go to a Vipassana retreat and do 10 days of silent meditation. And by the end, you'll be so Zen that you'll be able to handle anything. But for me, I, I haven't found those almost crash diets appropriate for me that I I can do it for a few days but there's a bit of a a backlash then and it doesn't set me up for consistency I think it's almost a yo-yo dieting approach to improving my my approach to life and that tends to to not go so well 
So instead, what BJ Fogg encourages us to do is to use really small habits to begin with. He has examples around flossing that when he wanted to develop a flossing habit, he didn't go out and immediately try and floss his whole mouth. Instead, he would floss one tooth and that was it. It was a success if he did one tooth. And it starts to feel so trivial then that you, you feel like, oh, well, I've already flossed one tooth. I may as well do more. But on some days, it might be that you're really tired and you, you don't have much bandwidth and just flossing one tooth is a success in itself. And that's what I tried to follow as well. I had had quite a strong running habit in my earlier years where I was running 100 mile weeks. But due to the pressures of work, I had drifted away from that. And so for me, starting with five minutes really felt like nothing. But it was, it was better than what I was doing before, which was I would sporadically sometimes go out on the weekend and run for an hour and then the rest of the week do nothing. I really wanted to have consistency each day and five minutes each morning actually started to feel really good. I had some mood lifting benefits just from that. And I progressively added one minute more each week until by the end of the year, I was doing 45 minute runs without any problems. Amazing. Well, uh, this is fascinating. Can I also ask, um, it is, a, well, it's a, a question, I'm open to talking about anything, and I hope you are, uh, and understanding distraction for someone with ADHD. Can I just ask a question? Hopefully this is relevant, but my, my uh, teenage nephew, again, who's what, uh, 15, he, um, he also on the phone gets distracted by, um, you know, sexual type of websites because they're not blocked on his phone. Does the app help control any of that? Mm, yeah, it can be used for that. So you can set up keywords which are blocked by default. So we have had people who've used it as a, a porn blocker, essentially. Perfect. That's yeah. That's his favorite thing to watch these days, you know, and he's 15 and my sister doesn't know how to block it on the phone. And we, you know, you try your best. He's curious, which is normal and it's good to talk about. And, you know, we're very open. But when it comes to a point where he wants to sit on the phone all day and watch those things, we would love to be able to block something like that. Yeah. And I, I think part of it, though, is it's important to get buy-in that if it's a, a feeling that it's being imposed upon a young person, they're pretty creative. I know when I was that age, I was probably my, my parents would suggest that I have screen time limits. And there was this idea that I would have to put a timer on the microwave. And after that timer was up, then I wasn't allowed to continue to use it. I found cunning ways to disguise the sound of the microwave. And I imagine yeah. if, if, if a young person really doesn't see a problem with it, then they're going to find ways to get around blocks. There's many different parental controls out there, and I don't think many of them work that well if the person is tech savvy. So it's important, I think, to, to build a, a strong relationship with the, the young person or someone in your life and make sure that they actually see that it's a problem and maybe it's not actually a problem. I'm reading a book at the moment about ADHD called Scattered Minds and he talks about this concept of counter will that often there's this sense of oppositionality from young people with ADHD that they can say no to everything and reject all ideas from parents and the, the instinct is to go harder and to become stricter but he argues that it doesn't actually work, that instead what we need to focus on is building a deeper relationship 
with the young person and helping them to feel like they can trust us and that we're on their side and that we care about them even if maybe they're failing at school that we we prioritize the relationship rather than the outcome that they're trying to get got it and he he talks about then that surprising things will happen that they will be, be more receptive to feedback and i really if i think back when i was a teenager i went through that phase with my parents where there was a time where i was acting out in ways that they didn't approve of and there was an initial phase where they were quite strict with me and they started to realize that it wasn't working that i was just becoming even more rebellious mm-hmm. and they they basically threw their hands up and said we're going to let Jeremy do what he's going to do and it worked out all right i i went through a phase of being very addicted to video games that i spent hours and hours each evening playing video games and my mum was very concerned worried that it was going to mean that I, i wouldn't progress with my studies and that i was rushing my brain essentially but it, it turned out that that was actually a formative experience for me that actually shaped my career as part of that community of playing those games i, I it doesn't sound good but we were learning how to cheat in the game and we were writing little little programming apps that would control our characters for us so i learned how to code in that environment because i wanted to make my character go around and mine rocks and kill chickens things like that which were very labor intensive and it ended up being a an experience that meant that i knew how to code and it meant that i i later got a job as a software developer not because i went to university for it but because i learned how to develop these apps for this game and i think sometimes for for young people they might have very strong interests which might seem strange and might not seem relevant but they may actually come in handy in the future if we keep an open mind but at the same time i i hear what you're saying that at our websites uh and maybe not a career that we'd hope our young people would pursue. Yeah, that it happens and that's why you're here. We're talking about your app and tell us again how we can reach you. We got to take a quick commercial break. So it's focusbear.io. Perfect. Or if you Google focusbear. Perfect. And do you want to share any phone number, any social media pages as well? Yeah, so we We have Instagram if you search for focus_bear and we're on LinkedIn if you search focusbear. Perfect. All right, let's take that break and when we return we'll talk more to Jeremy about this app, what makes it unique, why you need to get it and we'll talk much more about all the amazing things that it can help you with. Stay tuned everyone. We'll be right back. There are over 358 million trillion gallons of water on earth. But not all water is created equal. Only 1 billionth of 1% is filtered naturally beneath the earth with a distinct balance of minerals and emerges crisp and refreshing enough to be called Poland Spring. Poland Spring 100% natural spring water, born better. 
Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, online radio box, and simple radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. If you have a vision for how life can be better, realize that your vision doesn't exist yet in the world. It only exists within you. To make it real, you need a path to know who you are and what your greater purpose is. My name is Madison White. I am a spiritual guide offering a path of spiritual self-mastery to empower you with the tools of ancient spiritual knowledge and practices. To get started on the path to know thyself, schedule a free consultation at thelightcenterboston.com. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. Yes, we are joined here once again by Jeremy Nagel. Excited to have him here. He's the founder and inventor of an amazing app that can help you, your family, an adult, child for distractions and also help build habits. So yeah, it's built by a team with ADHD and ASD for people who need better focus. And if you go to the website, focusbear.io, we're going to find out more about it here talking to the owner as well. So welcome back to the show. I want to know, yeah, what would you say makes Focus Bear different than any other app like this? There's two aspects to it that make it different. One is the holistic nature of it in terms of it blocking distractions across all devices, because there are many other apps out there that will block it on your phone, but not on your computer and vice versa. And we realized that it needs to be a complete picture because otherwise, if I'm working on my computer and I see a notification on my phone, I'll be tempted to go and open that notification and I can easily get distracted there. So we try and have a distraction shield that applies across every device and you could have multiple computers and multiple phones and it will still work across all of them. That's one differentiating feature. The other one is that we've realized that for people with ADHD, it's not enough to just have a distraction blocker. We really need to upregulate people's ability to focus. And we do that by having a morning routine where you can start the day with activities like yoga, meditation, going for a run, it's specific to the individual, but I, I really recommend a combination of aerobic exercise and some form of contemplative practice. And there's research backing that up, that if you do those things in the morning, it has a profound benefit for the rest of the day. It applies to everyone, I believe, that we all experience benefits from exercise and meditation, but particularly people with ADHD. Part of the issue for me with hyperactivity is that if I am a bit like a dog, if you've got a, a dog and you keep it in the house all day, it's probably going to go wild and eat your socks. But if you take it out for a walk in the morning, then it's going to be a little bit more chilled out. 
And I think that's the same for me and many people with ADHD, that we have a lot of pent up energy. And if we can release it by exercising, then we're better able to concentrate throughout the day. We also have a break feature, which I find really helpful. I am reminded every 20 minutes by the app to go and do something like a set of push-ups. And that means that throughout the day, I'm getting those same benefits of releasing energy, which means that I'm not as hyperactive. And it also means that I avoid the afternoon slump in energy because I find that in the past, I would often around 3 p.m., I would have a big dip in energy where I would want to basically have a nap. And I found that by doing these bursts of exercise throughout the day, my mood is better, my energy is better, and my concentration is better too. So they're the two main differences there in terms of the distraction shield across all devices and the holistic perspective of not just trying to block distractions, but trying to improve your brain's ability to self-regulate. Interesting. Wow. Uh, we still have seven minutes left in the show. I want to make sure we're covering everything. Um, you know, you mentioned making every device safe, smart breaks as well. And plus, there's a, um, a way that you can, uh, you, how do you add to this morning routine to help boost productivity? What type of boosting breaks do you offer? This sounds awesome. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we, we have some predefined morning routines. We have, for example, there's a Albert Einstein routine where we've looked at historical figures and we found what did Albert Einstein do to start his day? And we've got that as something that you can choose. It's kind of fun to experiment with those options, but ultimately I think everyone is unique and everyone will have types of exercise or types of contemplation practices that are more suited to them. So you can start with the built-in habit packs and then customize it to meet your own needs. But what I do personally, I have a run as one of the first things. I do some journaling. I do some deep breathing practices and then I start my day. And other people might prefer to say, do some skipping or some boxing rather than running, or they might prefer to get on a stationary bike. But I think having some form of exercise, some form of contemplation, and ideally some form of creativity as well in terms of journaling or doing some painting, some kind of creative outlet is a, a helpful way to start the day. Beautiful. But, wow. What else did you want to share about Focus Bear? There's so much to you and to the app. And if you're just tuning in, we're with the founder and the CEO, focusbear.io. And uh, we're here talking uh, in regards to the work he does and why you should get this app. Is there any spe special like programs? Is it a monthly subscription, one-time purchase? How does that part work, Jeremy? The app is available on a monthly subscription. We charge five US per month for access to the app and that's across all devices. And for that, you get the distraction blocking, you get the morning and evening routines, and you get the breaks throughout the day. I might touch on the evening routines. I haven't mentioned that yet. One of the other challenges that I faced was having a, a desire to work late at night because I'd, in my last business, I had customers in the US, which meant I had to wake up very early, customers in Australia and in the EU, which meant that I just, it would never stop. I'd be constantly having emails coming in and I found it very hard to have boundaries for myself with work-life balance. It was really interrupting my relationship with my wife because I was working late at night and didn't have time for her. And it was interrupting my sleep because I'd be still keyed up from having still been checking emails until the last minute. 
So what we have with the app is not just the morning routine, but also an evening wind down routine. For me at 5.15 p.m., my computer is locked and I have it as a, a very strict lock where to access my computer, I have to actually ask my wife to put in a password. Most people don't go to that extent, but having some degree of friction around using our tech devices, I think is helpful because they do tend to be quite tempting to us in terms of not just work apps, but social media and YouTube and any other app like that, Netflix, they can really grab our attention and mean that we we don't do things like spend time with our family and wind down in the evening and have a, a peaceful night's rest. So for me, I have it cut off at 5.15 p.m. I then make dinner. It prompts me to go and help out with chores. So I'll do some cooking. Then I will do some life admin it will allow certain websites, but not work websites. And then I'll do my plan for the next day. I find that's really helpful for me to have a clear idea of what's on the agenda for tomorrow. I write out my my plan in a, a paper planner. And then I, I do some yoga to wind down. A few other things like that. Do some Chinese study, which means that by 8 p.m. I finish my wind down routine and I'm basically ready to go to sleep so that I, I can wake up like I did this morning. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. because I had a, a meeting with an investor at 5.30 a.m. And that combination of the morning routine and the evening routine is really helpful for me in terms of being productive during the day, but also having time for loved ones and having a, a healthier relationship with technology. Amazing. And by the way, this is uh, backed by science, right? You mentioned five science back ways that they can help you. You can help them with the app, obviously. Uh, focus, removing distractions. You say start the day right, eliminate decision fatigue, use visual cues to increase focus and increase motivation. Amazing. Hmm. Wow, there's so much to you and uh, to all this. This is what an achievement, what an accomplishment. Congratulations on it. And uh, I know you're the founder and the CEO. Then uh, you have a whole team of people that you work with. I'm looking on the website, focusbear.io. I see Marta as the ADHD specialist. And also, um, wow. This is amazing. So, guys, go to the website. Check it out. Also, you're offering some micro-workouts. I like that. <laughs> and a great little blog there as well. You're also active on social media, all pages, right? Instagram, Facebook. Instagram, I'm on. It's focus underscore, uh, underscore bear. Uh, and the website, again, is focusbear.io. I love it. Now, what would you say for someone just quickly working from home? <laughs> That's got to be a, a hard one for people. So does the app help people working from home not get distracted on personal things? Yeah, yeah, that can be part of it. There's a, a focus mode feature where you specify which websites are work-related. And if you happen to stray into a more personal-related website, then it will encourage you to, it'll, it'll show up. It basically uses AI to determine whether a website is relevant to your work or not. And if it's not, you can put it in different strictness levels. If it's very strict, it will block it immediately. If it's more gentle, then it will show a pop-up saying, are you sure you need to use this right now? And I found it very helpful. The, the other thing with working from home is you can do more creative micro-workouts in the office. It might look a bit weird if you were to drop down and do a set of push-ups, but in a when you're working from home you, you've got a bit more freedom and i find that that's very beneficial for me in terms of getting exercise throughout the day 
doing micro workouts as part of my break activities. And then when I'm in the office, I'll just do some gentle stretches or some neck rolls, things like that, that aren't going to look as weird. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time here. And just to remind everyone how we can reach out to you one more time before we go. Yep. The website is focusbear.io or you can Google Focus Bear. Perfect. And check them out on all social media platforms. Get the app today. Thank you so much for your time today. Looking forward to the next time we connect. Likewise. Thanks a lot, Jill. Thank you so much. All of our listeners, stay tuned. More of the show's coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed, could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.